Morning, St. Luke's. It's so good to see many of you on this dark Sunday. Uh, It's nice to see such faithful people. Um, We've come this Sunday, this Good Shepherd Sunday, like all Sundays after a week of work and school with the presence of what is going on in our lives. And while those of us gathered, of us who are gathered, generally have deep gratitude for the comfort of adequate food, shelter, and a privileged lifestyle compared to much of the world, it would be a mistake not to recognize that many of us are carrying burdens this morning from some personal tragedy, the loss of a loved one, the loss of good health, and or the loss of a relationship. And still others here are weighed down because you're on the verge of losing a loved one or health or a relationship. Regardless of gender, race, class, sexual orientation, or our varying abilities, we all experience sorrow. In addition, we carry the burden of weekly gun war waged upon ourselves in a violent and broken world which we live in and sustained. And we have a desperate need to change hearts and laws. So we come to this place, this house of God for comfort, to be reminded that you do not carry this burden alone. I've spoken to several of you this week, and I know the burdens that you're carrying this morning. And this morning we're given a powerful metaphor that God and Jesus care for us like a shepherd cares for her or his sheep. Before I go any further, I want to dispel two misconceptions. Historians assert that virtually half the shepherds in Jesus' day were girls and women. And scientific scholars, such as Lori Marino, note that sheep are not dumb. As many of us say, I was one who, until I read this, felt that sheep were dumb dumb because they are pretty humble or docile, willing to be handled. And from there, there's an interpretation that surely they must not be that smart. To the contrary, they are highly intelligent and perhaps referenced to humans because they share so many of our emotions, fear, 
anger, rage, despair, boredom, disgust, and happiness. Sound, sound like us. Along with this gospel motif of the Good Shepherd in the New Testament, which we are called to respond to the voice of how Jesus calls us, I could not help but think about on this Good Shepherd Sunday, Psalm 23 in the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. Because as I think of shepherd, it takes me there. We hear the words of a passage that has endured time and arguably the most known in all of Scripture. You probably learned it as a child. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And it is from there that we see this comparison again with in John 10 of Jesus being the good shepherd as David is writing about God as his shepherd. So I invite you to just think on that passage in this reflection. So the psalmist David writes from his surroundings in agrarian ancient Near Eastern world full of sheep and shepherds. David was a shepherd, and he uses this familiar life of shepherding and sheep to talk about God, God's goodness, and this intimate caring that God provides us that's picked up in John's Gospel. But it is no wonder that this piece of Scripture moves our hearts like no other. Two of the reasons why we're so drawn to the passage of Psalm 23, as well as John 10, because of the special personal relationship with God and the beauty of the language in that passage. So when we hear that, we just kind of naturally, at least I do, I go to Psalm 23. The first verse takes us to God as my shepherd, with this nice image of not having to want while lying down in the comfort of lush green pastures and being led by the refreshment of still waters. And in this connection with nature, we are restored from the sorrows, disappointments, and hurts and failures that occur in our finitude. During my years of chaplaincy, I would invite family members who had just lost a loved one to hear my reading of that passage. Um, the only time I will use the King James Version because I think it's so, we learned it, most of us learned it that way. And I invite them to join me in saying this passage. And it was the next line that touched them deeply. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I've often thought about why there and I've concluded that in all our fears about what our loved ones may have suffered in the end, or when we think about our own mortality, as we witness parents, siblings, relatives, and friends leave us, this line steals us, reassures us, and gives us a resolve that God is with us 
God comforts us by letting us know that goodness and mercy surround us, even in the midst of a broken, fragile, and unpredictable world. Certainly this was the case for a 19th century priest from the Church of England, a vicar of a tiny parish throughout his ministry, Henry Williams Baker, held an unwavering faith and shared that faith through the writing of hymns. One day he sat down and began to write about the deep care that his God, his Jesus, had for him in the way that David wrote about his God in Psalm 23. And in the sharing of that faith, the Reverend Baker poured out a testimony when he penned these words, the king of love, the king of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing like if I am his. And he, Jesus, God, is mine forever. And like so many of our ancestors who found comfort from that gospel, in John in Psalm 23, Baker referenced his own writing of one of the stanzas in his dying hours. In death's dark veil, I fear no ill. With thee, dear Lord, beside me, thy rod and staff, my comfort still, thy cross before to guide me. So whatever journey you are on this morning, keep in mind that you are not alone, now or never. God is drawing near, providing a comfort for you infinitely more than you can ask or imagine. So in the midst of life's chaos, in the fears, in school, at work, in your home, in this society, in the midst of the chaos, be encouraged that my Lord and your God, the Good Shepherd, offers goodness and mercy that will follow you all the days of your life. Amen.